the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Max Out Savings Show, I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement, as always, on the Max Out Savings Show. The uh, the show is about savings and investments, and, and that's the, one of the key to building up wealth over the long term is, is, to, is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, we have a lot of stuff on the show today. Our, our show, we talk about savings. We talk about investing. We talk about the markets. We talk about what's happening in the world, uh, what to do with your retirement. Uh, we talk about IRA rollovers. Uh, we, we cover a lot of stuff in the show. Also, the, what goes with the show is the Max Out Savings Report, which is a free report we send out to thousands of listeners now all around the world uh, talking about a lot of these really tough issues. Our most recent report we just sent out about a week ago, uh, we have a retirement expenses worksheet in there. It Excuse me, and we talk about the the important well, and and what really started this was some recent research that shown that that people are very good at at projecting how much money they're going to make, how much funds they have coming in, but they're 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 basically very poor at uh at at the expense side of the equation on how much money they're going to spend. They consistently underestimate it, and then when they're making decisions, they will they will they will give a lot of credit to their income side and they will they will under credit they're under debit i guess the 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 expenses side so we put a a a a report in there on expenses and then one of the things we're going over there was the the uh we went over the expense side uh, uh with, with this uh an expense report and really what we're looking at is is we looked at some of the expenses in healthcare is a big problem out there. Uh, United Health this week and a number of of the insurers Aetna and a lot of them are now really starting to lose money on uh, because the the cost for Obamacare are going up so much and and for individuals the cost of these programs are going up. We've we've got to re up our plan. Uh, this year, they're changing the plans at Blue Cross Blue Shield, and so I know it's going to cost us more money. We have tremendous amounts of inflation in healthcare, uh, and, and and so uh, we we also talk about the importance of maintaining good health for your retirement because if you're ill, you're not going to be able to pay. Uh, you're going to use up all your retirement plan paying off healthcare expenses. And one of the things we've been talking about a lot in the show, we've been on the Sam Malone show talking about this as well, in, in the in the mornings on under weekday is is the importance of maintaining your health 
not just so you'll live longer, but so you won't drain your retirement plan on health care issues. A lot, a not, a not enough thought is given to the importance of, of health care in retirement expenses. So this is something we're going to see what's happening. Uh, again, health care costs are going up, uh, which is one of the reasons we're talking about this, they, they're re-upping the new plans. Uh, United Health, they, they basically, they might drop out of the exchanges because the cost, they're losing huge amounts of money in these exchanges. And the only way that they're going to get the cost up, the 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 uh, they can, they can eliminate the losses, either raise the prices or get out of the of the plans or increase the deductibles, and people can't afford it. And so this is, you know, one of the problems is if you were going to do something like we did with Obamacare, you should have just had a stripped-down plan that didn't wasn't a lot of out-of-pocket but didn't cover every single gold plate, every single thing like this plan did. You're starting to see the failure of Obamacare, and uh, – this was a huge shock to the health establishment this week when these health care companies started saying, we're not sure if we can continue with the the Obamacare exchanges because we're just losing too much money on them. People aren't signing up. They're way too expensive, and they have too high of health care costs. So, you know, this is really – I mean, this is – we're starting to see things start to really change in the country. We're really starting to see – kind of to deviate a little bit over is is that I think in the next couple of years we're going to make get big changes in health care cost we're going to have we're going to have Obamacare the nicest way to put it is going to have to be restructured or it's going to have to be scrapped uh it, it it's become pretty much of a disaster it's way too high cost in the in the average american can't afford it it's a great deal for the poor and I tell you what it's a good deal for the wealthy too because what what's happening is the wealthy are all moving over to concierge programs that most of us can't afford. So they're going to go – they'll be going in and, and they're going to go to their concierge doctor that they're paying less for. And then, and then doctor is going to take plenty of time with them and uh, they're going to have a pretty good health care program. And and the, the, the middle class, the working people in the United States of America are going to be stuck in basically a Medicaid program. They're, they're going to get exactly the same coverage as the poor or or VA or this very crummy – government-sponsored programs out there. And this is the problem. And this is what we're seeing is you're seeing the wealthy start breaking off in many cases. In in uh, Los Angeles at LAX Airport, some company wants to put in a special terminal for the wealthy people, for the movie stars, where they can go trot in there, go through ex- expedited security while the rest of us are waiting in lines and slumming it at the airport. You know, I'm surprised that they didn't offer to buy out the whole LAX airport and the in the middle class can go to some airport out in Bakersfield or wherever in California with an hour to commute because that's what's going in this country. And this is why it is so important with this election is 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 that you have to change this. Look, the wealthy I've been I've traveled around the world. I've been to China, I've been to South America, been to Europe. There's wealthy people everywhere. You go to Honduras. There's wealthy people, very wealthy people in Honduras, and most pe- and, and, and then you drive around the countryside, and people are li- literally living in grass shacks, all over the place. Uh, driving through Honduras is just a uh, uh, an unbelievable experience because there's so many people walking up and down the road, and and it's just a miracle. You know, you're just praying you don't know, hit somebody. And uh, in, in the conditions are just deplorable. But there's plenty of wealthy people there. There's not a lot, but there's some, and they live very well. And which is great. What is unique about the United States of America, fundamentally unique, is that 
we have wealthy people, poorer people, but we have a massive middle class of people that have a very good lifestyle, unlike most places in the world. And that's what we really are fighting for. The wealthy, we could go have a depression and the wealthy people are going to be there. It's going to wipe out the middle class. And that's that's why this election is so important that we get people who are going to fight for the middle class in the country. We don't need we don't need establishment Republicans that are going to basically do the bidding of, of the wealthy in corporations in this country because in the end, the country is going to go downhill and it's going to hurt our children's future. And that's really what we're fighting for. And this is why I, you know, I think that we've got a tremendous group of candidates running for office. I mean, I, uh, there's a lot of good ones. Personally, I like Ted Cruz. I think that he has the 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 ability and the intellect to, to fundamentally change things and the desire to change things in this country to more like it was in the past in more of a free market constitutionally based system that made this country so successful and and, and so but understand and the good news about this is there is massive we we've talked about this on the show you see these republican debates in 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 the the ratings are off the charts. I, I think some of the news companies, they had the biggest ratings they ever recorded, which means people are interested, they're engaged, which is exciting because that means things are starting to change. This week, we you know, we, we talked about the, the horrific Paris attacks last week on our show. You know, what happened then? Barack Obama appears in Turkey or, I don't know, I believe, I believe Philippines or whatever – comes out and makes excuses for Islam, you know, says they're really, it is the religion of peace, they're really good guys, and they just somehow accidentally slaughtered 130 people and injured 350 people. And then he goes on to attack the real enemy in the United States, which is the conservatives. You know, that that was appalling. Uh, you had the, the, the French, you know, the, the uh, Halan in France, this guy is his country is terrorized. Barack Obama doesn't bother calling him on the phone to offer help. Uh, he he's over there instead. He's making excuses for radical Islam. I mean, there is something seriously wrong with that. The French, you know, people make fun of the French. The French engaged in eight hundred uh, searches. They they went in in and searched eight hundred homes. They cracked down. They're getting serious. They've been bombing ISIS. We were supposedly bombing ISIS for the last twelve months, and evidently, I don't know what we bombed over there, but it sure, certainly wasn't much. The the ISIS kept growing and growing and growing. They 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 had probably close to a thousand tanker trucks back and forth ferrying oil every day. Yeah, to, to to generate income, and the United States was not bombing the tankers. They didn't start bombing the tankers until the Russians went after the tanker trucks, and the Russians have destroyed over 500 tanker trucks. What the hell were we doing for the last 12 months? Uh, the, the idea that we're making – I mean this is astonishing to me that that the American people and people around the world – are now looking at this. They have people running in and slaughtering people in Mali. They they, they walk in yelling Allah Akbar, and, and anyone that can't recite the Quran is, is is shot and killed. Allah Akbar by by many people in the world today is increasingly viewed in the same line as Hail Hitler. Okay, because people are seeing terrorism, and and this is going to have we're going to have to confront this terrorism that is stalking the world, and putting our head in the sand and ignoring the problem is not going to help the American people, and it's not going to help the people of France or elsewhere. Uh, 
That's all I'm going to say on that issue. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. We're coming up here on a quick break on the Max Out Saving Show. And we'll be right back. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors. Because I live and work here in Houston, I've seen how national and global events impact local investors. People at the bank, at the gym, at the park tell me they're worried about the future. You know what? So am I. That's why I have a savings and investment plan. Do you? Do you feel secure? Spend an hour with me in my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. It's the Houston thing to do. Ted Gioka, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. It takes a Houstonian to know what a Houstonian needs when it comes to savings, investments, and retirement. And Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors knows what Houston investors need. This native Houstonian raised his family and built his investment firm right here in Houston. He knows that Washington and Wall Street can impact Houston investors, and he'll share that insight with you. For a confidential review of your investments in Ted's Galleria area office, call Max Out Savings Advisors or visit MaxOutSavings.com today. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. If you've got a question or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Mike did. Hello? Is it Brenda? Uh, Brenda, you had a question for us. Yes. Well, it's not really a question. It's just a statement about what's going on in America. And I know that this is probably not the proper forum. And as I told oh, you, okay. I'm kind of scared to even voice it, but I'm really tired of all of the commentators asking why, why, why Obama does this, why he's doing this. I can't believe he's this stupid. This not... Has anybody ever stopped to think that this is his agenda? Scary thought. You know, I, I, I tell you he's what. Come... That's a very, very good remark. What would continue? Well, ever since he's come into office, he's done everything that he possibly can to tear down America. 
And it doesn't matter what the ISIS or Muslims or radicals do. He won't voice any opposition to them. And we're not really sure where his loyalty lies. And I'm just scared to death that, I mean, is he one of them? I think it's his objective to tear down our country. I, I think, you know, Brenda, I think that's a fair question to ask. And I, I, I think I, I think we should start taking a hard look at that. And I think people are starting to come around to really question what really what is the agenda. And maybe he's not feckless, afraid, as people say, but really this is part of the agenda. Excellent point. I'm very scared. Yeah. Good call. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Brenda makes a very good point, very interesting point. we got Mike on. Oh, no, I'm not Mike. I'm uh, David. Oh, David, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no trouble. It's Ted, right? Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I, I was interested also in, uh, in the uh, economics as it revolves around this world of terror. I, yes. And I, actually, I had a question, first of all, about the name of your show, Max Out Savings. Um, does, are you implying that it's a good idea to, you know, always max out? Uh, it seems like um, there's a kind of a devastation that happens when everybody uh, uh, takes everything and, and runs, as opposed to uh, leaving a little behind for investment purposes. Yeah, what I what I mean in max out savings is yeah, is really put away as much as you can for your retirement. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, um, I don't know if you're aware of it, but two months ago, the Saudi Arabians created their own new Wall Street. And uh, if I understand right, they invested almost a half a trillion dollars in starting this little Wall Street of theirs. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, if you uh, if you look at the origins of ISIS, it's pretty clear that uh, that the Saudi Arabians were the creators of it. And uh, I'm just wondering if there's a way that we can do some asset forfeiture of the Saudi Arabians and uh, get our money back on these uh, crazy wars that uh, they created. If ISIS was created by them, that uh, would seem to me that Saudi Arabia is a criminal operation and we could just do some asset forfeiture like we did the Iranians 40 years ago. Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, I think the Saudis have got to be looked at pretty hard. I mean, uh, they, they've sort of, quote, been our ally, but at the same time, I mean, very clearly the evidence shows that 9-11 was funded by, by Saudis, not Saudi Arabia itself, but by by Saudis and a number of them were, were Saudi citizens, and, and they've continued to fund ISIS and other things around the world. And, and, I, and I think, look, I, I think Islam is going to have to be called out and say, you need to clean your religion up. And it's not my, my responsibility, yours or anyone else's, to tell them how to, how to worship their God. But at the same time, it's unacceptable for them to be agreeing with, with, with radicals that are killing Christians out there. And, and it's in, 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 in the Saudis. Look, the Saudis are going to have to be called a little bit more on the carpet. And by the way, I think it's starting to happen, David, on this type of stuff. With this. Sure. Hey, well, you know, one other thing, and this kind of maybe to calm down that woman that just called. Uh, if you look at the way the Saudis were created as, as a kingdom, this is right around 100 years ago. Uh, the British government knew that there was a lot of oil out there, and since their colonies uh, had a lot of this oil, but they needed a bunch of thugs to protect them, they gave king status to the Saudis. The Saudis, yeah. House yeah, Saudi. yeah. And, and, the, uh, and they did it with a kind of a trade, and the Wahhabi sect was a very tiny sect, According to Wikipedia, it had no more than about 400 people in it. And these Wahhabists basically are these, 
they pretend to be hard line, uh, but the the react the reality is that they're kind of a propaganda campaign to keep this the Shia fighting with the Sunnis, so the Saudis would end up being uh, the thugs that would drive well, them all around. Yeah, and David, the, I mean, the Wahhabis are the real hard line exactly. Muslims, and, 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 and it's a problem. There may not even be authenticity to any of their religious stuff. This idea of cutting off hands and, you know, cutting off heads in public squares and all this sort of this is Wahhabi stuff. Yeah. And Shias don't do this. Sunnis don't do this. Uh, this is a, a Wahhabi thing. And so it might actually be a little more accurate to say that the British are behind the Saudis and that this whole campaign, I, as I understand it, there's a, they're starting to frack in the, in the Middle East. And they want to create a, a, a pipeline. It's called the Qatar-Turkey pipeline, and then that would hook and that up. goes through Syria. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, no, so, look, and that's yeah, David. Not to cut you short, but that look—that's part of what the battle in Syria is about—is because is right. some, particularly the Iranians, want to run gas through there uh, into Europe. In in the in uh, in Qatar wants to run their gas through there. Yeah, and they're trying to hold this whole thing is just a mess over there, and it always has been. What I, all I'm saying is, is look, it's time for Islam to clean up their religion, and it's not my responsibility or anyone else's. But th- their religion is clearly a problem, and it's time our president starts calling them out on it and not making excuses for, for what clearly is a a a, a, a friend of mine after nine eleven, one of my mentors. I called him up in New York. His his office is right across the street from uh, from uh, the World Trade Center. He sees it go down; it collapses. I said, "Mike, hey, what? Well, how was like Ted? It was horrible. We had to evacuate. We went down the river. It was a nightmare. I got out of there." I said, "What do you think now?" This guy's one of the smartest people. Uh, he worked for Sam Rayburn years ago. One of the smartest people. And he goes, "Ted." This is a hundred-year war, and that's what we need to understand. It is a hundred-year war, and here it is. Uh, Fourteen years later, we're in the same boat, and it's not getting any better. And we have to start understanding who the enemy is. Thanks for the call, David. Yeah, well, I think if we went after their Saudi assets, then we'd be able to nip the Wahhabists in the bud, and then we'd be down to a 15-year war. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And now we've got Randy. And one other thing, uh, David said, look, fracking in in Saudi is a big deal, and it's going to raise their reserves, something we're going to have to watch. Now, let's take a call from Randy. Hello, Randy. I was like, I was looking at uh, the Fidelity, you know, bond screen, and I was saying there's a lot of commodity companies on there, oil and yeah. gas, and like Vale and Freeport, McMoran, and Copper, and things like that. And uh, so I was looking also at the uh, at the at the Max Out Savings Report and uh, on the commodity prices, you know, chart that you put in there. Now, yeah. what I understand is these uh, is uh, it looks like there's a decreased world demand in in the strength of the dollar, and I'm thinking that. Uh, before I start wading into buying some of these uh, uh, commodity bonds, uh, and, and seeing how these these uh, interest rates in, in dollar, you know, seem to go in fairly long cycles, five to ten years, is it is it a good idea to wade in on that now? You know, I'd be real careful. Uh, look, here's what I think is happening right now. I think I think we're in a commodity freefall liquidation phase right now. And and I think it's going to kind of accelerate into year end, and then you might get some type of bounce. Uh, you know, maybe not into year end, but within a week or two, a year end is where you probably peak somewhere in there on the downside. And and I think you're getting pretty mass commod, co- copper's collapsing, oil. I mean, it's 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 a genuine 
collapse and free fall in, in this market right now. And demand is dried up, and now they're, they're being forced to liquidate. I'd be careful with copper. I think there's massive copper supplies in China that were used for, for hedging of, of, of uh, borrowing. And, and so I'd be a little careful there. The ones, the commodities I like a little bit for a turn are going to be your gold, your silver, your oil. Uh, and, and, and we're starting to look at agriculture as well. Yeah, I think the commodities overshot a little bit on the upside, and and they borrowed too much money and started you know producing too much product, and so that's going to have to kind of work itself out. And, I yeah, think. and and this debt problem is going to start accelerating. But, yeah. but what you want to watch for, Randy, is in the next three weeks a commodity liquidation cycle. Okay. Also, what you're saying about Ted Cruz, I like him. The fact that uh, he's trying to pass bills up there in the Senate that uh, to restrict all of this uh, this invasion of these Muslims from the Middle East, and you're trying to buck butt heads with uh, with the president so uh i guess i guess with a name like ted you can't go wrong that's huh? what i figured yeah now I, I like him a lot i tell you what i think he i think he's really continuing to make strides in this election i think he has the ability you know if you look at churchill no you know a lot of people didn't like churchill even in his own party he wasn't real like but when it came time and they're sitting around the table and the rest of the people including people like uh some of the top british people on both sides of the aisle are going hey i think we need to surrender to hitler he said no we're not going to surrender we're going to fight, and he led people out. But he wasn't really well-liked at first, and ultimately he, he's the one that saved. Uh, well, after, after World War II, they didn't like Churchill again either, you know. It's yeah. just when they were on the hot seat and they needed him, then uh, that's when they decided they liked him. I'm I'm hoping Ted Cruz is going to, you know, have a little bit more staying power than that. And, of course, if he gets elected president eight years, then uh, maybe we'll get a chance to uh, turn things around in this country. Yeah, he has a chance to be another Ronald Reagan. Thanks All for right, the call, Randy. Ted. Thank you. Yeah, watch for this commodity uh, liquidation cycle I think we're in right now. I think you might get some opportunities. I think we got a call from Carl coming in. Hello, Carl. Good morning, Ted. Uh, I was wondering, you know, we seem to be going up and down, but I noticed, you know, this week between the Dow, the NASDAQ, and S&P all went, you know, back up 3 or 4%. Uh, do you still think this is one of these short-term things before uh, things get worse? You know, I, I, I kind of think it is. Here's here's one of the, the problem you run into right now. It's not really a problem, but if they can get this market to new highs going into year end, all the hedge fund managers and all the, the, the money managers are going to have to scramble to pile into the market by year end. Uh, it, and so you could get that big short squeeze up and then look out first week, first after you know, starting in January the next year, look out. I, what, what I'm really looking at is, is I'm, I'm I'm looking at commodity prices literally in free fall right now. Uh, oil is barely holding. It broke underneath forty a couple times. Uh, and I'm, I'm seeing copper prices fall. I'm seeing aluminum, steel. The Baltic freight index is breaking to new lows, which is the sh- cost for shipping products across from China. Uh, I just uh, I saw a. Retail sales have been terrible almost across the board in the United States. Uh, you know, emerging markets are in trouble and industrial production is dropping because so much in the United States is dependent on oil, which is falling here. So I, I'm just not seeing a lot of positive stuff, and the Fed might raise interest rates in going into the into the year end. So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think a quarter, you know, just based on the way everybody's acting, do you think a quarter of a percent – rate hike is going to be a big deal because before it sounded really important and now it's not like everybody's minimizing it. I, I, yeah, I, 
I, I think it's a big deal in the fact that it's pushing the dollar up. Keep in mind, in many in many sectors of the economy uh, in the United States, for, for companies, a big chunk of their business comes from overseas, about 40% of the revenue. If you look at uh, uh, percent of sales, uh, it's uh, – let me see here – foreign sales, if you look at uh, tech, materials, energy, industrials, uh, they're over 30% of their sales are overseas. Consumer uh, – Staples and, and, and discretionary are probably 27, 28 percent of their sales overseas. When the dollar goes up, it hurts these guys. So the, mm-hmm. the, the rise in the short term rise in the interest rate, a quarter of a point, isn't going to affect anything. But if it pushes the dollar up, it affects earnings. That's Thank you very much. Appreciate it. OK, take care. Good, good questions today. Uh, and, th- and so this is really something some of the stuff we're really kind of looking at here is is the uh, I think a lot of this stuff is really starting to, to, to kind of come down down the pike. I mean, it's if China continues to slow down, you know, this commodity price FIFA, the industrial production uh, interest rates and, and really the retail slowdowns. All of those aren't positive for the for the markets. But 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 what's keeping the market up are two things is is massive stock buyback programs were in, with corporations engaged in financial engineering, buying other companies, trying to keep the price of the stock up. We talked about Whole Foods. They big big shortfall in earnings. They're trying to expand their operations, but they're agreeing to buy back more stock. Uh, and, and the question a number of people are asking is, is, well, can you afford to do both? But all these executives are terrified if their stock goes down, an activist is going to come in there. So they're trying to buy back stock to push their stock price up artificially. That's when you got to be a little careful. So you know, I, I, I think you want to be. I think you want to be cautious in here overall. Uh, some of the big trends we're coming in on year. And I, I we're really starting to see some really. We're in tremendous amount of cash right now for our clients. We're very cautious, uh, but we're starting to really see some opportunities. We're doing a lot of work in the energy, the agricultural sector. We're doing a lot of research, putting together our our list and. And, it, 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 and what we're doing is looking for sort of crisis and panics to sort of move in on some of this stuff for our clients. But the, 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 the big things are really commodities in, in China. I, look, uh, we, we, here's some numbers coming out of China. A lot of people don't understand this. About a, in, in September, $194 billion came out of China. Now, they've got over $3 trillion in reserves, but when you get 124 almost 200 billion a month and then the next month it was it was uh 62 billion you know that that that's about a 250 billion dollar run rate uh you know to say that's 100 that's 1.5 trillion you're going to burn through your currency reserves very quickly i think china's going to have to devalue i think china is in a lot worse shape than people think and, and so all of this stuff isn't quite over yet and and we had a a a, a a question earlier about what you know is a quarter of a point make much difference one of one of the bigger things with with that is it's not the interest rates it's going to be currencies when when central banks around the world are controlling interest rates when the when the 10 year uh uh when when the 10 year bond in switzerland is negative when when longer term rates in germany are negative in in, in the united states short term rates are at zero Interest rate movements aren't going to affect anything unless you move two or three points, and they're just not going to do that with this debt in the world. So, the, so, the, so the big things you want to watch is going to be currencies. Okay, that's what's going to. We get a lot of questions on gold. That's what's going to trigger the move up in gold. 
currencies. That's what's going to trigger the move up in commodities. That's what's going to probably trigger the 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 move up in oil. So that we want to really watch. We're really watching the dollar because that's one of the things. So if the Fed is going to raise rates a quarter of a point, then that means more people are going to be in the dollar. It's going up and they're getting some interest. They're getting negative interest in many places in Europe, which means they get less money back. So the U.S. is a good place to be. But it's hurting us because we can't export. And it's also hurting companies around the world in emerging markets that are they they have too much debt and it's dollar denominated. So all of these problems are going to have to work through. We still got a number of problems that are going to be hitting the markets over the next twelve months here. And and so this is this is when you want to just be cautious. And, and what you want to do is high quality assets, and you want to be cautious, and and you want to have higher levels of cash. Now we write a lot about this in our max out savings report. We had a chart of commodity prices show so you could look and see what it is. We have a uh, we we put together an expense report so when you're retiring you can figure out your expenses. We talk about what's happening with the markets. Uh, Common 401k mistakes. We got a lot of great stuff in the report. It's free to listeners of the Max Out Savings Show. That's one of the things that, that you know, it kind of works with the show is the Max Out Savings Report. So if you're not on the report list, just go to maxoutsavings.com and sign up. It's free. We've got thousands of of, of followers, and uh, you can you can sign on. And also, if you need help, if you're coming up in retirement, if you have uh, if you're changing jobs, you have an old 401k plan, you roll over. That's what we do in our value invest. We use our value investing approach at Max Out Savings Advisors, and we can manage your assets for you. Uh, typically, we're using TD Ameritrade to hold the assets, and then as an advisor, we we manage the assets for you. And and so I think it works out pretty well. And, and so if you'd like to sit down and meet with me, just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and you can schedule an appointment. We've got a number of people coming in next week. Uh, this was staying pretty busy, but we'll get you in there. It's it's uh, Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and you can sign up for the report or the uh, an appointment. Now, uh, coming up on a quick break, if you got a question or comment... 713-339-1070 right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors. Because I live and work here in Houston, I've seen how national and global events impact local investors. People at the bank, at the gym, at the park tell me they're worried about the future. You know what? So am I. That's why I have a savings and investment plan. Do you? Do you feel secure? Spend an hour with me at my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. It's the Houston thing to do. Ted Gioka, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. 
Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512New Media, 512newmedia.com. It's getting to be a very sad ritual, but the latest on the latest Islamic terror attack. Should people walk around fearful? Plus, how does the left explain recruits for ISIS? Answer, when the West says we won't take more Syrian refugees, that brings recruits to ISIS. On the next Dennis Prager Show. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 2 on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioca. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, your retirement, our outlooks for the market. You got a questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what uh, Thomas did. Hello, Thomas. Yes, good morning. Uh, question, I just forgot to start a Returns and interest rates so long. Uh, I think it, I, I believe in typical money management fee is like one percent of your of, of your asset. Yeah, and Thomas, it, can, can you talk a little better into the phone? I can barely hear okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Typical uh, typical money management fee. I think it used to be one percent of the asset. Yeah. But if 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 the rates of return on various instruments and stocks and bonds and et cetera are, are barely one or two or three percent. Um, how can you make any headway? Might just might just have to stay liquid until the economy turns around and we start getting uh, increases in values and. Yeah, yeah, no, I look. Yeah, look, that's been the real problem. This is why we've stayed so much cash. We're starting to look at picking up stuff. This is sort of my benchmark. If you can get a stock that that's yielding maybe five percent and it's it's going to grow over time, that should be something that that you should do pretty well. If it's one of these income producing like an MLP or something, I think you should be getting seven, eight, nine percent or ten percent on those. I think if you're buying MLPs that are yielding three, four, five, or even six percent, I think you're gonna get in trouble. And so what you you got in in a world uh what Thomas is talking about, of very low interest rates where you get very little return in the typical sixty, forty split, which is sixty percent stock, forty percent bonds, you're generating very low returns. But by holding off, you're starting to see people panic out there and start dumping some of these investments. And so now we're starting to see some reasonably good assets. I give an example. We're looking at some of the MLPs. and What I'm trying to determine is what are going to be a good MLP, and if I can get something yielding high nines, eight in that area, high eights, nine, maybe 10%. That, where, where it, hey, maybe it doesn't grow over time. Over time, it grows, but it, not over near term. It won't. I think that's your better opportunities. I, I think you have to look and really, it, you have you're going to have to do some digging. Is a short answer. You don't want to take a lot of risk. I still think high yield funds are in trouble because there's too much of this debt out there in 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 the resources and commodity area that's really in very severe trouble. 
and, and, and I think you have to be cautious. We're in some longer-term treasuries right now for our clients, just be, for nearer term, because we think rates are going to come down uh, as the market comes down and the economy slows, because they're very liquid and we can zip out of them quickly. So you want to take into account liquidity. And if it's, if it's something you want to ro- invest in, you don't care what happens for three or four years, then you want to be in it. If it if it's something where shorter term, you want to be high le- levels of liquidity. The smart money is, is increasingly going to liquidity. And and Thomas, one more thing. When we've seen these big sell-offs, the things that, that, that the big hedge funds are in, the instit- once they start panicking and selling, there's no bottom. i give you an example. DuPont went from about $70 to, 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 to the 40s very quickly in the last decline because all the hedge funds were jumping. And then it, then it, now it's zoomed back up to 67. That's one of the stocks that we own. And so you have to understand in this environment, you got understand that there could be big sellers. I think some of the panic selling is now hitting the MLPs. D- does that help? Sure. Okay, thank you. Uh, you know, it's same with some of the utilities. If you're willing to live with a 5 or 6% yield, then you should be okay. Now, I think we got a call coming in from Paul to 713-339-1070. Hello, Paul. Uh, good morning, Ted. Um, you know, Texas, one of the ways to make money in Texas is with wind. Because it seems to be they're they're building more and more windmills yes. in Texas, and there's a policy known as the wind payment policy, um, and um, it's different states use it differently. But the, the state of Maine, for instance, requires the utilities to pay 33 cents a kilowatt hour using this payment policy, mm-hmm. and Texas is thinking of adopting this policy. Um, and you don't need subsidies on windmills or solar panels if you have this payment policy because instead of government subsidies, what you have is you have a market-based situation where the utilities are required to pay you a premium. Yeah, and that's not... they just turn around and sell the stuff at a premium. And yeah. So they're the middleman. Yeah, and, and you have to be not... careful there, Paul, because you don't. If you, if you set it too high, you're gonna you're gonna increase your electricity cost. In one of the edges we have in Texas is a very low electricity cost. But go ahead. Yes, but but by doing the numbers game, you you don't actually increase the cost much. For instance, you would only increase the cost for consumers by one dollar a month. And that and on turn would produce a tremendous income for anybody who owns a windmill or anybody who has, say, a house with 100 solar panels on it or a lot with 100 solar panels, they'd be making $2,000 a month income with this wind payment policy. Yeah, so it, it, that's why Maine adopted it. Yeah, and we're seeing that. i tell you a couple things that's happening. I, look, I, I've been around for a while, and when I was in college in the 80s, uh, early 80s, uh, very early 80s. The you know the, back then it was late 70s too, and, and there was a lot of talk to push for wind and solar, but they never it was never efficient enough, and it was exceptionally expensive. Now we, we're getting efficient enough in in wind and in solar that you can put these things on your home and sell back some of the electricity. Uh, one of the problems, uh, if you, there's a couple so, there's a couple wind based uh, MLPs, Master Limited Partnerships, we've we've looked at, and. Uh, Their earnings are down, and interestingly, because the wind stopped blowing for a while uh, earlier this year. It was a very in the summer, I believe. It was there wasn't a lot of wind uh, with 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 that that came up, and and so their earnings dropped. So you've got to be cognizant of that. But look, I think wind and solar are going to increasingly pay a, a. 
a, a very important role. And I don't mind paying a little more for the product, but we want to be careful we don't. In Germany now, too much of their stuff is renewable, and it's very expensive energy, and they can't compete. Well, they're doing great because what they're doing is balancing. The wind blows at night. The sun shines in the daytime. So over there, I just came back from Germany. Mm-hmm. And um, what they're, do- they're, they're building these houses. The standard house they're building now has 100 solar panels because they're generating so much money for the homeowners using this uh, solar payment policy over there. Yeah, now the their, their electricity, Paul, their electri- they price their stuff too high in Germany and have a real problem. So you have to do it. It can't be too high. Well, they did it. There was a great interview on a television station. This interviewer asked the guy, he says, do you mind paying a dollar a month more for your electricity? And the guy said, a dollar a month more? Well, let's see, that's about $20 a year. And I spend $20 a month on beer. Why would I mind paying $20 a year for my electricity if we can shut down nukes? That's Germany's main goal is to shut all the nukes down. Yeah. And so the majority of tenants in every poll they've done over there, the majority of tenants don't mind paying $20 a year more if they can get rid of the nukes. So it's like this is a country where everybody is invested psychologically politically in wind and solar. I mean, they are a dedicated, they're patriotic to solar. Yeah, no, I, I, look, I agree with you, Paul. The only thing, the only thing I, I really quite, I think it's going to cost more than the dollar. And I think it's very important to have low cost energy because that's what, that's what gives us an edge in manufacturing. And, and I do know that Germany's having problems with high cost of electricity over there in industrial Germany. Yeah, well, and so, but look, I, I think it's a good, a good idea. Happy. The unions are very happy over there. The unions well, uh, yeah. went right to the mat with the prime minister when she tried to lower the rate over there because the rate is 99 cents a kilowatt hour for solar. And she tried to lower it. And the unions, 12,000 unionists, marched on the yeah, prime but, minister's but, office yeah, but, to but, stop but, her from lowering. Good questions, Paul. No, but the problem is is it's it, it's hurting the, the companies in Germany now. And look, I, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying understand that, that they've probably gone a little too far over there and they're starting to have some problems with the cost and they're becoming uncompetitive. And then they lose their jobs. So you have to balance it. I mean, there's a real balance, but, but, but good call. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, and that, that's a you know, I mean, there's a lot of that. Uh, uh, with Texas is a massive wind power state, by the way. A lot of people don't realize that, but unless you go up into, if you go up toward the up into the Panhandle of Texas and you take a run through there, between there, uh, yeah, it's huge amounts of wind farms up there, and it's been very successful. But but that's that's kind of the danger. Look, it's very hard to compete on a cost basis with natural gas, particularly at two fifty uh, an MCF and and so, but but that's Germany. If you look into it and study it a little bit, they, they're starting to have some real problems over there. Now, speaking of that, the speaking of Europe, uh, I saw a story today that in in Greece, the Greeks are saying uh, they're having the, the, it's nearly impossible to determine if if the Syrians are ISIS members or not if they're not already registered in the database. And this is from. Uh, a guy in uh, Myria in, in on the island of Lesbos where they where they're processing huge numbers of these Syrians are coming over and the minute they get onto to European soil when the closest thing is when the closest is Lesbos, they 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 they, they, they try to get into the they declare they want to get into the United States or into Europe. And so what's happening is is 
is they're then processed there, they're fingerprinted and sent on the way. But the, but the, but the Greeks are saying it's impossible for them to determine whether these people are ISIS members or not. And these are the people on the ground dealing with this this type of, uh, of stuff. And so the, the, the idea that the Obama administration is vetting them is, is you know, they don't, won't have any problems is, is just really – it's really not true at all. And and uh, and it, it continues to get worse over there. You know, a lot of people don't realize today uh, Belgium has their subways shut down and they've told people not to congregate in crowded areas. There's an imminent terror threat going on in Belgium right now. People in Europe are terrified. You know, think about if you're going out to go eat or out in the town, whether you're worried about you're going to be shot up. I mean, this radical Islam is a very serious thing. And, and it is it is is a scourge uh, uh, around the world. And uh it, you know, it really we need to understand who the enemy is and call the enemy the enemy for what it is. In World War II, there weren't people running around. Well, actually, there were at the start of it. There were people saying that the Nazis weren't so bad and they really weren't killing Jewish people. And we, you know, we shouldn't get involved in and we're not going to call the Nazis bad names. And, and in the end, look, look at the horrific damage that was done. And, and we're, we're having the same thing now. So. I think this is something that we really need to kind of go forward. And and how this relates to your savings plan is is it doesn't mean you want to sit there and sell everything and convert to gold and put it into the bunker under your house. It means you have to just be a little bit more prudent with your investments. You've got to have higher levels of cash. Understand, look, there's nothing wrong with crises and problems Oftentimes, that's when you get the really good deals that make you a huge amount of money. But when you're being asked to pay full retail price, uh, Baron Rothschild made the comment back in uh, two or three hundred years ago: "Buy when there's blood in the streets." You know, when there was a war going on, and you can go in and buy the house. You know, because there's been a battle in the neighborhood, and and but. That's when you could buy the house cheaply. Yeah, I just want to get out of here. I'll sell you this house cheap so I can, you know, flee. But in the world today. You know, there's a battle in the neighborhood. There's blood in the streets, and the and, and, and the Federal Reserve has set it up so that everybody's paying retail price. It's just, hey, well, the price is the same house the house was before the war, and and that's understand it's a manipulated economy put together by the Federal Reserve. And, and so you have to be a little bit more cautious with your money. You've got to have higher levels of cash. You have to be more diversified. You have to understand where the problems are. Look, the emerging markets for the last two years has been a complete disaster. A lot of people were in emerging markets and diversified all over the place. They're just they're, they're being badly hurt. A lot of people invested huge amounts of money in uh, in MLPs at the top. And they're not, I mean, you have to understand where the problems are, and now the energy sector is going down. We've been talking about declining energy prices on our show for 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 a year now, and and and, and we've been talking about how you need to be cautious, and I think it continues to be the case. Uh, and, and so, what you want to do in this environment is stick to your savings plan. Number one, remember our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Don't get shaken off your savings plan. Adopt a more uh, conservative investment strategy. You know, now that you know, don't have everything in the market. Have higher levels of cash when you're dealing with bonds. Do shorter term bonds, higher quality bonds. It, now's not the time to be swinging for the fences in the junk bond market or the emerging market. And and understand that 
that if you look at the Russell uh, 2000, if you look at the small cap, the mid cap indexes, they're down. They're not doing well. The the market that's doing the best is the S&P 500, which is a few companies like Google, Facebook, a very small number of companies. Underneath it, the companies have a lot of problems. So now is the time to be cautious and, and have your guard up. If you need some help, we can help you out at Max Out Savings Advisors. If you're if you're uh, retiring, if you're leave, changing jobs, uh, we can handle your IRA rollover for you. Move your money from your 401k plan over to an IRA rollover. Uh, we'll set it up for you, and then we'll manage the assets for you at Max Out Savings Advisors. So if you need some help, just go to the website. We use TD Ameritrade, and then we'll set up an account for you, and then we'll act as the advisor and manage it for you. Uh, and also, go to the website, sign up for that free report. That's part of the show. It ha- we have a lot of great stuff, common 401k mistake, outlooks, why commodity prices are falling, uh, income, uh, retirement income uh planning worksheets, a lot of stuff. We take very complex issues and make them simple for you, the listener. And it's a free report. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Thanks a lot. I hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here in the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.